Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is April 5th, 2021. This is the go-home show for Mania, and this is the Fightful Post show for that Raw event. Uh, this does not feel like WrestleMania, but you know what? Here we are. We're joined by Denise Salcedo. And right out of the gate, you guys know I'm going to tell you, thumbs up, subscribe, notifications. Send in those super chats. And Ricardo Holt does it. He says, congrats to Denise. Get that cheddar. What cheddar? I think he means cheese. Um, definitely not the cheddar that I'm being sent by Peacock. Oh, I was like, wait, what cheddar? I was like, wait, congrats Money. for what? I don't even know what, what I'm being congratulated for anymore. There's been so much going on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Denise. Sorry, Sean. I'm off my game today. I'm, I'm um, falling apart. I think Thank they were you. congratulating you for your your raise and for the fact that you'll be doing more stuff for Fightful. For those yeah, of you who finally, don't, Sean. For those of you who don't know, um, Denise will be doing our NXT Takeover post shows from now on. Uh, not Wednesday, but she will be starting this Thursday. She'll be doing WWE pay per view post shows with me. Denise has actually never done a pay per view post show with me. So you want to tell the people why, Sean? You want to tell the people why? The real reason as to why? Because you have a channel and... No, I, prior to that, prior what? to that. What? Prior to that, prior to me having, doing my, prior to me doing my pay-per-view post shows, never once, not once, did good old Sean Ross Sapp invite me to be on a WWE pay-per-view post show. Well, Not I used one, I used Sean. to try to have new people on there, but now what I do, I do that on the pre- the prediction shows. We basically do a lot of like tryouts on those. We have a lot of people that are on there for the first time. Today, uh, not necessarily tryouts, but today we had Emily Heller on uh, the NXT Takeover predictions. And how about this Tuesday? We got Stephen Larson. They might get called up to the big leagues, Denise. Is that developmental? Fightful developmental? Yeah, yeah that's it. Actually, <laughs> I, I really wanted. Uh, Emily, because she's big on NXT, I, I had actually thought about, like she had mentioned to me, maybe she could do uh, some NXT post shows some, sometimes. That might happen here and there. But right now, Alex 
Palowski will be doing solo NXT Sour Graps reviews. Um, that was something I was very excited for as well. So you guys can check that out. But we're not even done talking about Denise's duties. Oh, we're not? Den- no. Oh, damn. I-, I already do post shows for the Impact Wrestling Big Four. Uh, but now you are going to be joining us on those, myself and Steven Jensen. And every month you're going to be doing post shows for the Impact Special Events. Yeah, my stress levels have risen right about now. Like I came in here and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to breeze through this. And now like my stress levels have risen. Well, I mean, you pitched that. I was like, you know what? Sure. If we make one penny off of Impact post shows, I'm like, you know what? We weren't doing them anyway. So (laughs) whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so we'll, we'll, we'll treat the charity case, Denise. Yeah, char- uh, I am a charity case. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Norm Summer says, R.I.P. Denise's bangs. Oh, they're terrible. That's why I had to move my hair to the side. Like, I saw what I look like on screen, Sean, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to hop onto this channel like this. Well, you know what's not terrible, Denise? We have launched Fightful Magazine. What the hell is this? Our graphics department did not give me a transparent <laughs> image. Jimmy, you got to yell at him. Here I am. We launched Fightful Magazine. The first edition is now at FightfulMag.com. The first edition is a digital edition. It was sort of a proof of concept just to show that we could do it. It looks like a million bucks. We have an archived interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Molly Bell's look at Charlotte Flair. Uh, Joe Holbert takes a look at Sa- or uh, Bianca Belair and Edge. Alex Palowski returns to writing, uh, covered a dream match. John Cena, Conor McGregor. I've got a piece in there as well. There's a a look at how Jimmy acquired a very expensive LJN figure. There is so much cool stuff. We have Brandon Thurston as well. Taylor Hendricks. Fightfulmag.com. Somebody asks if Melissa trolled me with this graphic. Somebody did. But let me tell you, Jimmy ain't going to be happy. And he knows it ain't my fault. And I'll I'll, I'll be more than happy to watch that all unfold tomorrow. Well, technically, Sean, shouldn't you test your graphics ahead of the stream? Wouldn't have mattered. They sent it to me right as the office closed today. So, but you Jimmy, make a PNG graphic on your own, Jimmy. Uh, it I takes I, ten seconds, Sean. No, I could not have made that. That does not take ten seconds. No, but guys, no, I'm just saying you could take the graphic and make it into a PNG. The graphic they already not, made. Not me, buddy. That's not what See? I get paid for. Wow. You see what I mean, Sean? This is why Denise Salcedo takes all the jobs. She's willing to go above and beyond. Had you told me, Denise, make this into a PNG, you would have had your PNG graphic. Well, Denise, you know what? I've got a way for you to make more money. It's with our friends at WrestleRumble.com. They got the WrestleMania pick them over at WrestleRumble.com. Look at this. First place, $1,000. Second place, $100. Third place, $100. Make predictions on this weekend's WrestleMania and win real money. And that's not even it. NXT TakeOver, you can enter the belt bash just a buck. First place wins an NXT replica title. Second place, a North American title. Uh, Third place, you get the NXT tag titles. And then fourth and fifth place are mystery belts. In the past, those have been classic uh, WWE tag team titles. Really cool looking belts. They're doing a live drawing on the Sullivan Monster Sounds Off podcast uh, right after NXT TakeOver. WrestleRumble.com. They're doing all kinds of cool contests. I'm throwing that one back up there, though. 
But uh, I mean, there there are so many great contests over there at any given time. They got the Stone Cold Belt giveaway, the Legends of WrestleMania Belt giveaway, where the first prize is that uh, custom WrestleMania Moments Belt. They got that one with uh, Daniel Bryan holding up the title. They're making title belts for everything now. Second place is a Smoking Skull Belt. Third place, that Brahma Bull Belt that never got released. So much stuff at WrestleRumble.com. And if you think, oh, that, that couldn't happen to me. I, that couldn't happen to me. Hannah, one of our mods, won like six title belts from them. She was out there looking like Ultimo Dragon. It was ridiculous. Check out WrestleRumble.com. But we do have Raw to talk about. Guys, get in your super chats. Leave us thumbs up. I want one million thumbs ups on this show right now, Denise. I hope so, too. Fingers crossed. Let's get those one million thumbs up. One million. Um, I, I feel when, like that's how I start every review, Denise. This is, and it shouldn't be this way. This is our raw, our last raw heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, don't you think you should be more pumped? I I should be more pumped, but this has been one of the worst WrestleMania builds I have ever seen in my entire life. It feels weird, too, and this is the reason why. It's not like we're necessarily heading into a WrestleMania that is going to be with a Thunderdome audience where it's going to be zero physical people. Like, this is supposed to be the big return, the big back in business. So I feel, I feel like we should definitely be a lot more hyped for this. Havri Duncan says, good build for Battleground. Oh, wait, never mind. It's WrestleMania. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel. And Colt Badeau says, well, Sean and his new eyes watching WWE booking this week coexist. Barely. The, there were some good matches, like in-ring wrestling. There was some good wrestling, but there was very little on this show that I actually cared about, and this didn't do a whole lot to make me excited for WrestleMania. I'm not excited for WrestleMania for any story. I'm excited to see who reacts or what, what fans react to. I think so, too. Well, you know, here's the thing, though, is that I feel like regardless, even though because we've had so many like really lame storylines heading into so many different pay-per-views. But for the most part, I always feel like after a pay-per-view, I have I, I, I've I've enjoyed all the pay-per-views like there hasn't there's probably been like a couple, you know, rare pay-per-views where I'll be like, oh, this pay-per-view is terrible or whatever. Right. But for the most part, they've been good. So I have a strong feeling that coming out of both nights of WrestleMania that I'm going to be enjoying myself and I'm going to say that it was a good show just because they already have that track record of having really solid pay-per-views. But it's just been the lead up to it has not necessarily been the greatest. And, you know, this was something that we've been talking about the past several weeks, how you know, so many of these feuds don't really feel like they're super hot, like WrestleMania hot. And I just kind of figured, hey, with people, you know, there, it should feel a lot hotter. JL says, happy WrestleMania week. Yeah, I mean, happy WrestleMania week. Come on, Sean, put some emphasis into that. Anakin says, get my first COVID shot tomorrow. I hope everyone that hasn't will be able to soon. I got my first one. Have you gotten yours yet, Denise? Yeah, I got my first one the day of Quizlemania. Oh, nice, nice. And then I'm supposed to get the next one on the 21st. Ah, that's around the same time of mine. Uh, Anakin says, congrats to Denise and the new gigs at Fightful. Get that money. Very proud to have Denise around more. Finally. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying it all the time. William Davis says, rebuilding my PC over watching Raw. Worked through SmackDown Post Show in the Q&A. Here's hoping you guys bring it home. Been a long night. Reminder, guys, I do a Q&A on FightfulSelect.com every week. In addition to breaking news like today... 
I revealed what Matt Riddle was supposed to say when he forgot his promo. What was he supposed to say? Or should I just wait? That's okay. I'll, I'll give him, I'll give the viewers one. He was supposed to talk about Mount Fuji and underground fighting robots from Japan. But Vince loved what he did. Vince thought it was hilarious. So, so it just worked out better that way. Yeah. Okay. Nurturer is asking it. where your bangs are. They're there. She's got them hidden. I watched her do it. I, I watched <laughs> the magic. No, it's terrible. I wanted to cry like two <laughs> seconds before we went on the air. Oh, they, they look good. I complimented you on it. Sean, no, no, just no. Let's Nerd move on. Nurturer says he had the whole third hour on mute. Must be a Monday. And oh, YouTube no. Championship Wrestling says this didn't feel like a go-home show. It really didn't. You know, it, it always really blows didn't. my mind. Sorry, Shai, I didn't mean to cut you off. But it blows okay. my mind how some people can watch Raw on, on mute. I can't do it. It's I can't not, do it. I'd totally be able to do it. I didn't even realize Samoa Joe was there on commentary until Kyler messaged me. And he's like, hey, man, you know what's weird? They taped these one day apart. Joe wasn't there last week. Now he is this week. I was like, yep, yep. Um, Man. Uh, Ricardo says, got a new job today. Well, congrats, man. Here's a couple bucks to make your jobs profitable this Mania weekend. Trust me, guys. Th- those will go a long way. We're, 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 Denise is uh, taking us to the cleaners right now with, with, with all these jobs that she's getting. But I guess we got to talk about wrestling. Let's Denise. do it. I'm ready. Come on. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, so this show... What? Sean, you, you're going into this with no hope whatsoever. I'm not like, excited. I, it's, it's, I, I know. But this maybe- is the most creatively bankrupt era of WWE I've ever covered. And I get there's a lot of people that love that with our shows. If they're not watching the shows, but they watch our podcast, they're like, oh, cool. We get to listen to him tear into it. I will always love wrestling. And it's like, this is so much better than anything else I could be doing. But this is the most like just laziest creative i've ever seen over this past year and they'll blame a bunch of shit they'll blame oh well covid oh well there there are no fans i don't care i don't care i don't accept your excuses you're being paid billions of dollars to put on good content or but i I think at this point they're being paid billions of dollars to just put on content not even good content denise you got nothing to lose what do you think (laughs) damn son You know, how do I bounce back from that? Well, let me see. Look, I just kind of feel like, look, I have hope again, like I said, for the actual pay-per-views. However, I have to agree with you because I can't imagine someone disagreeing with what you said in terms of the creative not being there. The fact that literally every major feud has either a had the participants have not necessarily been taken seriously. We can talk about this with Bianca. We could talk about this with Sasha, Oscar, Rhea Ripley, so many other people. They haven't necessarily had the proper built heading into this WrestleMania season. And then also we can talk about like the fact that they're doing the exact same thing with everybody. And so you can't really, you can't really, you can't argue that. And it really bums me out because again, it should be a big deal, but it doesn't feel like it. Like we should not be on here right now sounding like we're recapping our visit to the dentist instead yeah. of Monday Night Raw, you know? Oh. Brian F says, AEW objectively better. JK, don't hurt me. No. It, 
I think subjectively it is. I would much rather be watching that. Hannah chimes in on Wrestle Rumble. Six title belts and eleven hundred dollars over the span of five contests. Go check out Wrestle Rumble. I legitimately play this game every single pay per view and takeover. Every have single one. Have you won one anything? Yes, I have. Oh, lucky. yes. I've placed multiple times. Sometimes you boy has the inside track. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, us peasants here are like trying to make scrape a buck here and there. Oh, Ryan B. James says, as first reported by WWE, this mania bill has been terrible. Oh, God. And Rob Reed says, not sure what the worst part of that women's match was. The forced heel turn, Asuka losing again, or the fact they couldn't coexist. Let's jump right into that, Oh, Denise. we're going right into that? Okay. We're going right Go into that. It. Can they coexist? Shout out to WWE on Fox. They knew the drill. They knew what was up. Did you see that stuff? I did see that. I did uh, see yeah, that. They know what's up. Hey, might Real- as well have fun with it. Ripley is great as usual. Oscar's great as usual. Uh, Baszler as well. Uh, big shocker. They couldn't coexist, Denise. And I had somebody say, oh, well, Oscar didn't look bad because her partner turned on her. No, she looked bad because she looked dumb. Because why would she put herself in a position to get stabbed in the back by a woman who hit her in the face with a table? Last week, Denise, um, they so within this match, they had Rhea Ripley go, well, there's there's Reginald. I better go after him. This always ends up OK. And their way to build up to their way to build up a world title match is to have one person get pinned. Yeah, they they didn't have to face Naya and Shayna. They could have faced somebody else. You know what? I would even go as far as they didn't have to face anybody. And I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just picking that because this was just so not good and so and just done already too many times to the point where I rather have them see, I rather see them cut promos on each other each and every single week than seeing this. And this, okay. So when they announced Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, I was so excited. I was like, okay, I don't care what they do. I'm excited. We're only a couple weeks away. So they can't really screw it up. Right? I told you. I, I, I told you. I <laughs> told you really? the night they did it. I told you, Denise. I said, listen to me. I'm the optimistic one. You used to be the optimistic one. Now you're the pessimistic one, and I'm the optimistic one. And even I said they're going to screw this up. They'll find a way to screw this up. They always find a way. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why WWE goes out of their way to make things as uninteresting as they possibly can. It's weird. Anakin says, why was it non-title? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to retain anyway. I mean, they shouldn't have booked it. Who cares? Christopher Marino says, feels like uh, making Ripley heel just to beat Asuka to lose to face Flair. D- oh, See, this, is even- my, this is my, my issue with this is the fact that Rhea Ripley came off of this run from NXT, right? People were hyped for her for the most part. She had this amazing performance at the Royal Rumble. Bam, we get this dream matchup with her and Asuka. Now, answer me this, yes or no. Do you think that they have continued to keep Rhea Ripley in this hot new, I'm coming to get you and come to claim my spot on the roster? Have they done that with her? No. 
No, and that really makes me upset because it's Rhea Ripley. And I'm thinking, look at her. Look at the way she looks. It's very easy to look at her and say, okay, this girl, Asuka should be worried. Now, Asuka's run, unfortunately, has already been treated very poorly. So I wasn't expecting anything on that end. But just the way that things have gone down for Rhea Ripley in like literally in the span of a few Raw since this was announced has been very, very disappointing. Ponch30 says, I'm 100% feeling the way you guys do about this weekend. Yeah. Um, Wait, I'm still looking forward to the weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I love my job, but I'm not excited about any story uh, necessarily here. YouTube Championship Wrestling says, Raw Women's Division is worse than AEW's division. AEW is putting the pieces in place. They've got a lot of promising stuff, and AEW at least books things in a manner in which I have some confidence in how they'll do things in the future. They're Aiden making no- changes, making progress. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, if you watch Darker Elevation, you'll see those pieces sliding into place as well. Aiden O'Donnell says six sets of tag titles and none of the teams can coexist. Or they're challengers. Or they're challengers. And, and her guru says, they said coexist like 100 times. That'd be a rib on you, Sean. I can't get an answer from their PR. They're not going to take time to rib me. That's for sure. I just don't get it. Why do they have to coexist though? They're facing each other. I would why would I want to coexist with my with my enemy, with my You don't want to coexist with me and I get you paid, Denise. <laughs> do we really? I feel like we coexist. We have yeah, a mutual we're, understanding. We're really good about that. Um, or we're really good at that. Flame Inc. says, stop pinning Asuka for F's sake. I hate WWE. She is just a girl now who happens to have a title belt around her waist. And Ricardo Holt says to go home for Mania. I know. Let's pin Asuka. That'll get heat. What the fuck? I'm done. I'm sad. Me too. Um, I'm sad immediately, too. immediately following that Bobby Lashley match because they really did right by him tonight. He was probably one of the few people that they did do right by. But why couldn't they do that? And I'm talking just right now on the Raw brand. Why couldn't they do that with Asuka or Rhea Ripley? Something similar to that. That's what we should have been seeing with Rhea Ripley. That killer, dominant. I mean, there are so many girls on that roster that would have not lost anything, essentially, by losing to Rhea Ripley, who's heading into this match. And also the fact that those two, that Asuka and Rhea Ripley are, you know, going against each other at WrestleMania and one of the top build card um, matches on the card. And you're telling me that they're going to be struggling to, to defeat Nia and Shayna. Ryan B. Jam puts you over for uh, having 100 or 1,004 jobs. Zach Barber says the women on raw deserve better. And please, for the love of God, get the tag title off of Nia, pick any team and do something. I don't know why they keep revolving so much stuff around her. I don't understand it. Podcast Wiz 2010 says the whole WWE championship picture keeps giving keeps giving me flashbacks to when these guys were in a team with Corbin. I read that one a little bit uh, ahead of time, but I've got some strong feelings on that. I will definitely address that one later. Dom L says riots for tag champs. Well, they're in a tag team turmoil match this weekend because they, they announced that and, and the winners will go on a night two and face off against Nia and Shayna. There, there is no Mia Yim. There is no Chelsea Green. There is no Mickey James. There is no Bailey. There is no Charlotte. But you got Billy Kay and Carmella. You got Mandy and Dana. You got Lana and Naomi. You got Tamina and Natalia booked in there. Do you think we're going to end up seeing Charlotte and Bailey pop up in that match? 
I mean, might as well, because here's the thing. And like, I get why they're doing the turmoil on night one. But when I think about the fact that the fate of four way for the SmackDown championship tag team championship yeah. bouts is necessarily happening on SmackDown, it feels to me like that turmoil match could have happened tonight on Raw and then had their match at, you know, whatever night of WrestleMania. So it kind of feels to me like they didn't have to kick out that tag team, that fatal four-way tag team match in order to place a turmoil match. But I get why they did it. I get why they did it. It just kind of it it kind of lessens the bouts to me, kind of lessens the match to me when it's not on WrestleMania for this for the SmackDown tag team title. So that's where for me, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Norm says, I missed the first half of Raw, or did I? Love <laughs> you guys have some kiss my grits money. OFE bangs. We appreciate you. Colt Bado says, I'm more take excited for TakeOver and that sad. I think TakeOver's been a pretty solidly booked show. It has. And I don't think it's sad because because even though I get it, it's not the WrestleMania spectacle that, you know, that WrestleMania is. But yeah. at the end of the day, like we all know what kind of quality matches that we're going to get. The bar is set very high. So, yeah, I have to say that I'm obviously looking forward to so many more matches on TakeOver. Kevin wishes us a happy Acid Cup week and race as he's on spring break. We appreciate you. And I'm Lucha says really nervous about Mania turning into a super spreader. 40,000 plus in Texas today was irresponsible. It was. What event happened in Texas for the Texas 40, Rangers game? They sold it out. I mean, oh. at some point, it's got to be at your own discretion. And I'm just very, very happy that a lot of the elderly people that are at risk are eligible for vaccines. Um, yeah, I'll say that. Ponch, I believe you you sent a super chat to follow this up, so I want to thank you for that. Oh, boy. It's just that this – we saw this backstage segment with all these teams, too, and it wasn't – it was so lame. Brandon Charles Powell says, when I watch Raw, I feel like I'm in a dream where I'm running in slow motion and I can't run fast. <laughs> what? I've, I've had those dreams before. Or like when you're trying to scream, but you can't and your voice is out. No, I have the ones where you're running, but your knees keep like flopping down and you're like trying to run, but wow. they keep going down. Those I used to terrible. have them about losing my teeth a lot. Oh, I have those every single night. It's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be about losing your innocence. Supposedly. No, it's supposed to, I heard that it means if I heard that it means if you lose your if you lose your teeth in a dream, it means someone you know is gonna die. But I've had like fifty Man. of those or more in the span of several years. Denise so. started the pandemic. Anakin says, feel like Asuka's in that spot Apollo Crews holds. Every time it looks like she'll be treated right, we're disappointed. Apollo Crews is locked. It's two different people, though. I feel like just two different roles. Yeah, uh, and Apollo's lost six IC title matches, and he's getting a seventh. Zach says, Rhea wins on Saturday and loses to Goat Lynch, who returns to reclaim her title that she never lost at SummerSlam. You want to talk about a SummerSlam main event, Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley is a SummerSlam main event. Holy crap. 100%. I would be so excited to see that. Injection says, what I noticed is AEW hasn't had a three-way title match yet. Making the multi-man title matches mean something. NXT has kind of set things back like that as well. You don't see too many different kinds of gimmick matches there. Ricardo Holt says, creative being all over the place is maddening. Yeah, it's. I use the term frustrating about 800 times a show here. Jamie says, if Rhea loses the Charlotte again, F WWE forever. 
that that I mean, they, they lied and said, "Oh, there, there's a plan. It'll make sense in the summer." It didn't make sense last summer. I, I I did believe in that, by the way. I, I believed it. I even I stood up for it. I even defended it. I look like a fool now. Bobo the clown. <laughs> Nerd Guru says a feud with Charlotte is definitely what they'll do after Rhea wins. But the woke booking is Rhea runs through everyone and faces Becky at SummerSlam. I wish that's what should happen. Rhea should dominate everybody. Maybe people get some offense in, but she should be a wrecking machine until SummerSlam and face Becky. And you know what? If Becky's back full time, you can put the title back on her. If she's not, Rhea should crush her too. Now imagine if she had been a wrecking ball since she came into Raw going into this match with Asuka. We're just through one match right now. My Have God. Have we really just discussed one match? Colt Bedeau says, see NXT had Raquel in a dumb tag match that she beats everyone's ass, put EO through a wall, and both look good. How is Raw booking this bad? They're lazy. Raw booking is lazy. But you it's know what's not? seeing the same things over and over again. Yeah. This is a hot topic, this Rhea Asuka stuff. Like, we're getting more Super Chats about this than anything. Because we so, were hyped about it. We had hope. You had hope. I knew they'd fuck I it up. have hope. Flaming says, hope. I hate to say this, but Asuka loses at Mania. I might just quit watching wrestling altogether. Buddy, I, I ain't gonna... should lose at, at WrestleMania, though. Yeah, there's no salvaging this run. They need to start fresh. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not above that. Uh, guys, don't troll in our chat. You will get banned. Um... Like this fella just did. Bam! He gone. Ray says, Rhea holds for a year, faces 2022 winner Raquel. I think there's already too much source material there. I don't know if they'll go right back to that. I think Rhea and Raquel will be on separate brands, and uh, they'll they'll eventually clash again. But let's go ahead and talk about another match, for the love of God, besides that. Or, or, yeah, we'll talk about Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, yeah, Shane cuts a, a a promo in response to Braun. I thought Braun's promo was probably one of the best he's ever done, but there's not a high bar there, Denise. I was going to say, given the circumstances, I guess, but I yeah. mean, it's just too dorky, though. Like a big, grown, muscular man that looks like Braun Strowman talking about report cards and whether or not someone thinks you're dumb. Like, if... Okay, I think more realistically, like, let's say Shane would have said, like, okay, you're dumb or whatever. Like, it should be something where he shouldn't even, like, be mad. I don't know. You shouldn't even be mad about it. Like, think about if this were to happen in real life. Like, how would you go about this situation? So, for me, it's, like, the direct opposite. How they're going about this feud is the direct opposite from how it would happen if it was a little bit more realistic. And they had Braun cut this promo in a cage. I wish they would have just done the... Elias Jackson Riker match in a cage. Like preview this this weekend. Have Braun throw them up against the cage repeatedly. Show what he can do to somebody. And then you can have Shane look on and ah oh, man. I mean, this this was I thought it was a fine match, an okay build for this. It's a sensible build. Like if this were on a just or any go home show, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Braun beats the crap out of two guys that aren't on WrestleMania. So I, I was fine. I, I thought it was fine with the match. I thought it went pretty well. Braun looked great. He beat up two guys. 
they didn't extend it for the sake of extending it, which is what I appreciated out of this. But it was really just the promo work that for me, the back and forth between Shane and Braun, that is just not believable. The, the, the reason as to why this match is happening is not believable. So that for me is where I'm like, okay, this is a little funky. And I know what's going to happen. Braun's going to throw Shane off the top of that cage. He's going to go through a table and then Shane's going to go, I win. You're stupid. And this is going to continue. I just want to see some cool stuff. Like if we're going to get some cool stuff from this match, then you know what? I'll take it for what it is or for what it was building up towards it. There were a lot of weed jokes with Riddle and New Day. And it's like, it was was cute. It's like, okay, very funny. Yeah, it was cute. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm just laughing at you for saying it was cute. It was was cutesy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles did not lose a singles match for months. And then they're like, how about losing three of them to build up to your title match? Oh, this was not good. This was not good. I think this is the point of Raw where I real, and because this was really what the first match on Raw where I thought, oh, okay, this this show is not going to go well because this was a very weak match and it should not have been. It was a weak match with a terrible finish. And I think that's when I realized that this Raw wasn't going to be the greatest. I realized this Raw wasn't going to be the greatest when I saw that it was WWE Monday Night Raw and it was existing. Um, (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) AJ gets distracted because Kofi throws a mic at Omos. And Omos, like, follows him. Uh, I want, like, 10% as many distraction finishes as there are. I'm just so tired of it. AJ Styles is a great competitor. Rhea Ripley, great competitor. When you have them be like, oh, let's go out over here. It makes them look stupid. I, I don't agree like with that. It. I don't like it. And I don't like using this to build up. I don't like using this to promote Something like that. Have AJ beat somebody else. Have have somebody backstage talking to New Day, and New Day are out there to show their support, and AJ beats them. I I don't need this. This this has been like a, a weird way of like retconning all that good work. Keep in mind, Denise, AJ was being pushed so hard, or I, I don't want to say pushed so hard. Somebody just winning consistently shouldn't be considered pushed hard. It should be considered what they do to people that when they're they're building to something that you and and many people thought Triple H and that's what he wanted. He's like Triple H said that last week on the media call, and now he's lost three weeks in a row. Not Dumb. even that. When they announced the tag team match, for the most part, they hadn't done anything within the storyline that was completely terrible. So I don't understand why this just kind of came out of nowhere. Because even when they did the whole game show thing, I'm like, yeah, it's quirky or whatever. But for the most part, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it. But so this to me kind of just felt like it it wasn't needed. Like for the most part, I I was looking forward to this match, you know, and I'll, once we actually talk about the match that I want to talk about, there's sure. there was only one match today or one storyline that I there was not looking forward to actually seeing on WrestleMania. But after the events that occurred today, I am actually looking forward to it. And I'll talk about it once we get there. But there was only one that got me more hyped for for WrestleMania. 
Anakin JMT says, I feel like WWE booked better when they were taping and were actually forced to plan ahead. Well, buddy, they had a, a guy by the name of Paul Heyman doing a lot of the booking then. And yeah. <laughs> Orlando says, uh, Sean, is there any significance to Seth standing in the eye of the skull on the WrestleMania poster? Is it more than his vision gimmick? I don't think so, but I noticed that. And if that was intentional, that was a really cool touch. I really like that. Drew Nicholas says, Braun Strowman was literally bullying Adam Pierce a few months ago, physically shoved him and got suspended, but now he's fighting for those who have been bullied. Does WWE remember their own booking? No, and they really hope that you don't, Drew. That's the problem. WWE insults the intelligence of their viewers with regularity. A thing came up uh, this week about Batista turning on Triple H, and that was one of the best slow builds ever. Batista, this big muscle-bound guy that Triple H thought, nah, he's a fucking dummy. He's not going to pay attention. I won't have to worry about him. He watched and saw how Randy Orton got treated, and for months he would be given the side eye. Triple H would make a snide comment. He'd, he'd just look at him a little bit funny, and he'd be like, oh, is it happening? Is it this week? It took them four or five months to do that, and it was perfect, and he got his big crowning moment at wrestlemania that was a build and people can say oh well you know what that was one of the best builds in recent memory they can't all be like that no they can't but you know what they can all do every story can at least make sense on the surface that's it if it makes sense i'm gonna give it a lot of leeway i'm gonna be like ah, it makes sense i want to enjoy this I just don't think that Braun was necessarily, if they were going to do this feud with any two people, I don't necessarily think that it was going to work with Braun and Shane. Like, heck, maybe they could have even done this with two other guys. I don't know who, but it's just, it's not working with them too. Like, it just doesn't come across as believable. Nerd Guru says, fair to say COVID era hit Braun the worst. No, I don't think that at all. Braun won the universal title off of the COVID era because uh, Roman Reigns did not want to compete at WrestleMania last year. So Braun did that. I actually think the person who got affected the most, probably Otis. Otis had his big WrestleMania moment with Mandy taken away. He won money in the bank. You couldn't hear the crowd. And then they were like, well, God damn, what, what's, what is there? And he's never been the same. Do you honestly think, though, that they were actually going to... I mean, I get it, like giving him the money in the bank match, but I just kind of feel like they were never planning on taking Otis seriously. I mean, they, they he was mega over with the Mandy stuff, and it just all went away. All went away. Ricardo says, fans say this is what we want. WWE says, F you. And Ducking Llama says, haven't used Peacock at all. Heard it's not great. So should I subscribe to that or use my VPN and get the network overseas in your opinion? Well, let me tell you, um, I'm partial to the network, but you can go to surfshark.deals slash fightful and use that code FIGHTFUL. Surfshark.deal slash FIGHTFUL. Use that code FIGHTFUL for 83% off plus three free months. That that wasn't even an, a scheduled ad read. Look at Denise messing with her hair. Quick, my quick, hair. quick look. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I was like looking. I was like, okay, he's still going. Okay, bam. Yes. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Ponch30 says, I need to review every night from you guys this week. It's going to be a long week. Well, I did the preview with Emily today. Uh, I did Kenny McIntosh, uh, th- that show, Monday Night Live today. We had The Weekender and the Backstage Report yesterday. Tomorrow, I've got the preview with Steven Larson. 
Wednesday is the Wednesday Night War and the list in your boy. Um, Thursday, NXT TakeOver review. Media calls both days. I've got an interview with Gallows this week. We've got the SmackDown review. So, you, I mean, I'm telling you, there are like 15 shows over the next few, over the next couple of weeks. It's shows rough. every day. Yep. Nerdguru says, say what you want about Rhea and Asuka. It's bad, but imagine what we'd be getting with Lacey and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. I think Lacey and Charlotte would be much worse. The whole pregnancy stuff would have still been a thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, not It'd the pregnancy be- stuff. The the um, the um Ric Flair. Just because they wouldn't have done the, the I'm pregnant thing if she wasn't pregnant. So, But they would have still been doing like the, the what is it called again? The daddies? The, the sugar daddy. <sighs> there you go. I couldn't think of it. I was like, what is it called? Sugar yeah. daddy stuff. Bezos says, secretly manifesting Bailey, Becky, and Kyrie segment on Mania somehow. I just feel like that could all check the right boxes we need. I don't think we ain't getting Kyrie. If, if it, there's no battle royal, I don't think we're getting Kyrie. You'd Eddie. have to do some serious witchcraft for that to happen. <laughs> Maybe, like, for some reason, if EO popped up in the tag team turmoil and the Sky Pirates are back. I don't think it's happening, bud. I wish it was. Chuck says, is it sad I'm more excited for Dark Elevation than Raw? No, not at all. Dark Elevation's a good show. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, not only is the men's battle royal on SmackDown instead of Mania, but the women don't even get one this year. Yeah, they're they're kind of making up for that by throwing them all in that tag team turmoil match. So that's, yeah. Daniel said, congrats, Denise, on the new shows. I was Thank very you. happy to lock down Denise. You're you're all over the place. You are working all the time, but that's a good I problem know. to have, right? I actually, well, yeah, it really is. Um, So I actually posted on Twitter, like my schedule for like all of the week. So I have 12 shows in the next 12 days, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, yeah you can go there and check those out. Miz and Morrison paint all over Bad Bunny's Bugatti. But the funny thing is, Denise, Bad Bunny has done interviews where he's like, I fucking hate this car. <laughs> he bought it because somebody wouldn't lend him one. Rich people problems, man. Yes. Rich people problems. Honest to God, $3 million car. And uh, he hates it. He hates it. He's done interviews where he's like, I love this car. The insurance, the taxes. I get recognized every single place I go. He's like, this car has been nothing but problems to me. I wonder if he's like, hey, listen, can we work out some sort of deal here? Like, like. <laughs> It's just sad. Look, remember, okay, so like like almost a year ago, I got into that car bender with me and my fiance where our car got to, like completely wrecked. We've had to share cars for like a year because of like the insurance. And I'm thinking, yeah. here here is Bad Bunny with a $3 million something car where he can just do whatever he wants with it. And I'm here sharing cars. This yeah. is just sad okay and you know what this makes me even more mad sean so i was gonna tell you i was pissed about this segment because all they did was paint his car lame i'm sorry but i want to see windows smashed i want to see something crazy happen you know okay you best you best believe they wiped that finger paint off as soon as that shot was over that's what I'm saying. So, like, why put it in there if you're not going to do something crazy? Like, we've seen stuff go down with people's cars. So, I'm expecting a little bit more than water watercolor Crayola on his car. All right? So, I'm sorry. This was not it for me. Well, if you want to do something crazy when you put it in there, check out BlueChew.com. 
and use the code FIGHTFUL, bluechew.com. It's going to be a long, exhausting week. You might have trouble getting a little bit excited for some things. Maybe you're running out of gas, you're running out of steam. Blue Chew gets you covered. They give you that hard, strong erection <laughs> all throughout the week. Right, Denise? I'm I'm excluded from this. Continue on. <laughs> it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Online prescription service, so you don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You don't have to have that awkward conversation like I just had with Denise. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. How cheap? How about three when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout? Just pay $5 shipping when you use that promo code FIGHTFUL. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem. It's a chewable. Gets you that extra confidence to get you through. I thought you were going to say something else when you said you don't like swallowing pills. I was like, what? What did you think I was going to say, Denise? I don't know. Just something else. Denise got that FU money now, so she's just saying whatever. What? <laughs> okay, that's it. Continue on. I have And no you can have FU money when you pay $5 shipping and get your first shipment free. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Oh, boy. So uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest make the challenge for the tag team match at WrestleMania. This is what I had reported a couple months ago. And I even said this. They had been training for a tag team match. So I'm not surprised to see this, but glad to see it, Denise. Yeah, you know, for a second, I kind of lost hope there. I thought they really were going to do that singles match. So the fact that they actually announced it being a tag team match, I was like, oh, thank God. And not because I was going to say like, oh, this was going to be horrible, but it was not going to be the best, you know, having to have Bad Bunny in a singles match. Like, I feel like it's too much for him. Uh, I don't know what his level of, you know, expertise is, but I'm assuming and it's not the greatest to have a full one-on-one match. So I'm glad that they're doing the tag team match like like you said, and then also, you know, it just benefits Damian Priest so much more also to be part of this match. You don't want him standing around, you know, the hot new guy on the Raw roster, and you don't want him on the corner just, you know, chilling there. You want to have him in the match. You want to have him get that publicity rub from Bad Bunny being in this match with him. So, and then also, I do think that the fact that they're going to have Bad Bunny, you know, doing limited things, I think whatever he does do, whatever spots he does get into this, I think they're going to do all the stuff that's actually going to come across as impressive and show his strengths. So this is just good all around. So good call on good call to keep this into a tag team match. Nerd Groove says Bad Bunny cut a better promo than Braun or Shane. Well, that wouldn't take much. I thought it started off really good, but then it went real long. Like it just went on and on and on. He seems um, a little nervous to me. I, I felt like he, he, I mean, obviously I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know how it came across in Spanish. He was a lot more comfortable in Spanish. I noticed I thought, it a lot more because when he was talking in English, it was like he was saying like the things he needed to say. But mm-hmm. in Spanish, he actually delivered it in a way where it actually came across as something because he was basically trying to tell the people like, hey, you know, I was a fan. I grew up a fan. And, you know, I took this opportunity. If you had the same opportunity, you would have taken this too. And it just came uh, it came across a lot better. Yeah, uh, I, I 
I didn't think it was coming across bad at first with the English language promo, but then it just went on forever. And Ryan B. Jam says, this felt like such a boring Raw. I fell asleep before the Bad Bunny promo and uh, woke up just to catch the end of the Corbin-Drew feud. And Music and Moonsault says, Miz and Morrison painting his car would have been much better if Party Man was playing in the background. Tony Khan would have paid for it. I do love that he's paying for this stuff. But, um, yeah, and, and Luis, I see you say you want me to make a transcript of Spanish promo. We're good. We're good. Jose says had two Long Island iced teas during this show. It didn't help. Uh, and I, I do these shows 100% sober, my friends. 100% freaking sober. Whew. Trent Gaspard says, was folding clothes during the brawn mat. Did we get big choo-choo energy tonight? Did we get the train sound? We did not get the train sound Thank today. Because I always God. laugh at that. And I didn't laugh today. <laughs> Ken Shiro says turned off raw after the can they coexist match. When you want them to have a clean finish, they do a DQ. When you want them to do a DQ, they pin champions. Yeah, I still can't believe this. And I mean, we kind of covered it already, but either way, I don't think I actually emphasized just how lame it was to have Asuka get pinned. And even, I just really didn't see it coming. Okay, I really, really did it. And the fact yeah. that it still happened, and I'm kind of mad at myself because I should have I should have seen it coming. I really should not be surprised. But I think when it happened, it really kind of just deflated. It deflated me, and I thought, all right, cool. None of these girls are being put over before this match because I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Nia and Shayna have been booked better than a lot of other people. Yeah, uh, guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Get those super chats in. Ryan B. Jam says. Should make Denise do an Alex reacting spot to those ads. That happens because there's a three divider thing. And every time I pull up the the graphic, Alex ends up on, on the side of it. All of our graphics are set up to where it covers Denise. So we don't have that, that yeah, issue. Yeah, you Denise. I'm awful. You just don't want to see me. Denise, what did the Bugatti do to you? Look, I just want to see stuff get destroyed. Is that too much to ask for? Hmm. I, I can't too. be the only one. I'm sorry, but painting a car is not going to do anything for me. Okay. I agree. Kevin says, as a fiend fan, I was disappointing. Nothing disappointed. Nothing on the show. Then I realized in the promo package, there were tons of hidden images, alien skulls and references to the Abigail burning They're They're really good at hiding stuff like that. The unfortunate thing, Denise is when you see so much of this stuff from the fiend and Bray Wyatt specifically, because he would do this a lot in his promos. I would tune so much of it out. I would just be like, ah, okay. And I hate feeling like that, but that, and I mean, I noticed a lot of little Easter eggs in there as well, but. There's a lot of people that are into the Easter eggs and into breaking them down. And I'm not one of those people, but I do appreciate the stuff that other people do come up with. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I would have never known that had people not connected the dots for me, but yeah. I think for me, it's just not enough for me to get interested in to actually want to decode these Easter eggs. Max says no Firefly Funhouse match. So relieved. I was hoping for one because I I watched Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt have matches before and they were not good. So I was hoping for a Firefly Funhouse match because there's a lot to draw on from that. Kevin Steet says Randall should send Dan Housen sacks of human money to watch his back against the Fiend. I have two interviews in the can with Dan Housen. I've got a regular interview with him. And then there's one where he rates action figures from my collection. 
It is very good stuff. Aaron says, why did I stay up till 4 a.m. for Raw? I don't know, no buddy. That, that 229 GBP could have went to a good therapist for you, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bezo Banks says, so sad that when they decide to do Pirate Mania, there's either no fans or Kyrie's not there. I mean, they were doing it last year when Kyrie was there. Um, so I, I can't really criticize them for that at all. Nerdguru says how they somehow made Asuka, Shayna, and Rhea into the same ring. The lamest thing ever is a shame. Shayna lost to Natty in 30 seconds, but won here. Yeah, they get really nerfed in 50 50 Shayna does, not Nia. Nia's protected. If Nia gets, she might get knocked through a table by Lana or something like that, but Lana is her only kryptonite right now, it seems. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense because... I mean, I just don't get how you don't protect your champion. I don't get how you prote- how you don't protect your possibly upcoming champion. I don't get it. Uh, Sheila Antonio has sent a couple super chats about Riddle's birds. Now, I must have looked. Oh, oh boy, I just looked it up. What am oh I missing boy. here? They did like animated birds. <laughs> what? You mean animated birds? Probably something with flying and being high and all that. Uh, they added like new, <laughs> new birds to his entrance. And Kevin says, "Gotta say this: the Riddle Bird graphic would do better when some wrestler is actually flipping the bird." And uh, <laughs> Sheila, I just noticed Riddle's bird. I didn't notice a- that. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Someone he's tagged got, me in a picture. He's got a scooter and he's got business ideas. I can't pretend that anything that they do with that guy makes any sense. I don't know what the birds you guys are talking about. I'll just wait till after the show. I it guess. was. I, I did. I just looked it up and I saw it. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, are they cute birds? Now Riddle zoomed right in between Ollie and Sheamus. I wish they'd book Riddle against some other people, but this was a really good match. Again, the finish was outstanding. Riddle caught in Ollie midair and went into a bro Derek. The right person went over here. Uh, I feel bad for Mustafa Ali, but they had a really good match, and the, the champion won going into WrestleMania. I'm good with that for a United States title build. I don't feel bad for Ali. I actually think the last two weeks have been so much better for him. If he didn't have that match against Drew, the birds are not cute. Okay. So like, (laughs) so if he didn't have this match against Drew, which was a really good match heading into this match with Matt Riddle, this match with Matt Riddle would not have meant anything. So I actually thought this match meant more coming off of that match that Ali had with Drew. And I liked the match that he had with Matt Riddle today. I thought it was really good. And when I mentioned earlier, that there was one uh you know one match that i came out of this raw looking more forward to than i was originally it's definitely matt riddle sheamus i didn't care for this match going into it but after tonight i really did like you know just that simple little stare down them talking to each other uh that did a lot for me you know coming off of this you know good match for Matt Riddle and I didn't think this hurt Ali I actually think that this was perfectly fine because even though he hasn't been winning he still has been having competitive matches and I prefer him having these competitive matches and losing than doing all of that silly nonsense stuff with retribution where retribution loses a match he's hollering out in the you know side of the ring comes out throws a tantrum that's it no I prefer this (laughs) instead so I actually thought this was a perfect uh this was probably one of the best not the best segment on Raw, but one of. 
Denise, I'm going to send you while I read a couple super chats. I'm sending you the birds oh. so you can see it's it's hilarious. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says Paul Birchall needs to show up backstage in a backstage. <laughs> How did I miss this? Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. You it's know like what he- it is? I don't watch the entrances. Like that's when I write notes down or I send a tweet or something. I tune, I tune <laughs> stuff out too. Yeah. Wait, but what do the birds have to do with the sandal? Because that's the part where usually the sandal would fly out and you would see the sandals in slow motion. What do the birds have to do with it? Oh, no, he, he shoots birds out of his feet now. It's pretty cool. So the Ryan birds live in his <laughs> Ryan says, Paul Birchall needs to show up in a backstage segment with Regal on one of the takeover nights. I think that'd be a funny little nod. Uh, if they would have had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at that show, I think Paul Burchill should have been in it. That would have been fun. Oh man! So can, we had we get birds next time. We need some birds, some train sounds. Our raw post show is starting to lack some like some yeah. raw theme stuff. We need some birds. We need some slime. We need some yeah. some train. I don't know. We need to spice ja- it up. Jamie Miles says, with the exception of Brian Edge and Reigns, this might be the worst build to WrestleMania ever. The matches will be good, but the build sucks. Um, I, I don't, build. I don't like the edge Brian Reigns build. I he really, J- Jeremy was saying for weeks, edge is being a little bitch. He was, he was coming out there and bitching every week. And then Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was bitching every week. The only person who wasn't was Roman Reigns. He's like, I'll beat you the fuck up. That's it. And other than that, I'm just like, all right, a couple guys are bitching. Well, one guy keeps winning. Okay. We'll see how that goes. But we had. Two matches and an and a interview that t- all tied in together. Drew McIntyre talks about how hard he worked to get on top. Lashley came out and showed him respect, said he was a great champion, but his time is over, and says, everybody back there is afraid of you, Drew, but I'm not. Drew's like, I didn't tap out to the, the hurt lock. I passed out to it. It's a tough move. I love this. I thought this was really good. It was Bobby Lashley saying, you're really good. People are scared of you, but I'm not. And it's Drew saying your finishing move that looks like shit is actually very good. I thought this was a great way to kick this off tonight. Um, It was simple. It was them acknowledging that they're both good. My favorite thing was actually Drew's promo where he started talking about like everything that he had to like go through, like talking about his mom and just everything that he sacrificed. Oh, I love that. I thought that came across really well when he said, you can't um, be a man who's willing to sacrifice everything. And I know we've heard several variations of stuff like that, but I just really bought everything that Drew McIntyre said. And then in terms of Bobby Lashley, like, Dude looks like a million came out looking like a million bucks tonight. Like, I don't know what it was, but he looked extra rich to me tonight. Yeah. And and we had a a very generous super chat from Jose Flores. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate you, man. He says, did Drew's comments about just work harder directed the locker room seem simplistic? Okay. So I've, I don't want to say I've known Drew, but I've interacted with Drew for several years. And he's always in my, since I've known him was TNA. That's when I first interviewed him. And if you guys remember when he was in TNA, he went through a physical change. He went through a career change. He was at a career crossroads. And he accepted a lot of responsibility for his own release. And he has told me in the past, once I got released, I already knew it. He's like, maybe I'll never get back to WWE, but it won't be for lack of working. So for him, when he sees people that are probably not accomplishing what they are, 
I don't know if he feels as much blame on WWE creative as there should be. I, I think that maybe he thinks that hard work can just overcome that. I don't think it can for everybody. I don't think it was veiled, but I think maybe sometimes Drew forgets that his hard work is also a product of of a, a right situation and and being given that opportunity that he did work for, mind you. He did work for that opportunity, but he did get that opportunity too. And there's a whole lot of people that work really hard that don't get that opportunity, Denise. Yeah, and see, like, that's where I, like, that's how I always felt. Like, I was very more of, like, that Drew McIntyre mentality. So I see where that's coming from. But I think as I've grown older, I've noticed that it's obviously what you just said, the A, the hard work, but also B, the luck and the circumstances and a bunch of different stuff that revolve that. So, but at the same time, I'm not going to necessarily, like, punish the guy for, like, for thinking sure. that way, because if that what if that's what keeps him motivated and that what that's what keeps him going, yes. because that obviously come on, like just look at the growth of like everything that he did. He could have easily just given up on his dream and that's it, left WWE and just gone, you know, fallen off the face of the earth or whatever. He could have, you know, just been in some lackluster, you know, story feud, whatever you want to call it, and just wherever. And no, he, I mean, he literally turned things around for himself. So I do feel like, I don't know. I I do feel like I like everything that he said and I I like everything that he represents. It it works for him. It works for him. And he's not going to politic to hold people down either. So if he sees people that are working really hard, I'm sure he'll, he'll embrace that. Mike JC says Riddle had the birds for three weeks. I think it's a let the flops fly reference because Byron says it every time during his entrance. It's very annoying. Well, just really quickly, speaking of the whole uh, Drew McIntyre thing, he was one of the guys that Andrade put over so much in his interviews. Like out of like everybody, it was Drew and it was Randy Jordan who he was just saying absolutely good stuff about. And basically, you know, just basically saying that they were the guys that were essentially like, they're not doing anything with you. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And we're actually, you know, supportive. We're trying to keep them down. We're feeling threatened by him. And they saw him instead of, as somebody that could be a potential good storyline or good feud for even themselves, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I want to credit Carlos Toro, Luis Polito, and Jeremy Lambert for all the great work they've been doing lately on these Andrade interviews. Big thank you to them. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, Riddle versus Coco Beware in a Birds on a Pole match. Book it, Vince. If you all want to see why I think Coco Beware deserves to be a Hall of Famer, go look up Coco Beware versus the Patriot. And it's not Del Wilkes, the Patriot, who I've had an interview with in the can for like six months. He beat the living shit out of this jobber. Like he did a shoot brain buster to this poor guy. It was great. Myron says, Sean, what do you think about those custom-made fan- WrestleMania logos for Pennsylvania? Somebody posted on Twitter. I tried to find out where they came from. They looked really, really awesome. I don't know who did those, but WWE should probably hire them. Like there were a lot of really good ones, like WrestleMania Canada and WrestleMania, like maybe Phoenix and Columbus. Even like there were so many cool ones. I Wasn't love that those. Tweet that someone shared like, oh, which one would you rather have for next year or something like that? Yeah, and and on the bottom of the photo, they they I think they had lifted the the logos from somewhere because it said you can download the PNGs at the the place below, but there was no place below. Please, somebody send me who did those. I would love to give them credit, but I thought they did incredible. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much for the super chat. If you got a question, send it in, my friend. Um, 
Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin backstage. Now, now Cedric like stumbled a little bit in his words, but I loved this. He was pushing MVP up against the wall and he's like, listen, man, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. You're an old crippled washed up has been that's leeching off of Bobby Lashley. And then as soon as they left MVP's like he had never been to a five-star steak restaurant before me. Whew, even when they're broken up, they're the best part of Raw, Denise. I'm sorry. I didn't like this at all. I didn't buy it. Cedric did not come across as anything threatening to me. He came across as someone that was pretending to be threatening. He was like, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. He was acting like somebody who was upset. He didn't come across as believable to me. I thought this was very weak. I thought, if anything, Shelton not saying anything was more impressive with just the look. This fell flat to me. Pass. Sorry, Sean. Credit to Blessing Manila on uh, Reddit for making those logos. I am so disappointed. What for? I'm allowed to have my own opinion. In you. I will take that. I'd rather have my own opinion. Mm. It was lame. I've seen more people be mad. We went through like 20 minutes and two commercial breaks between these matches, like between the end of Ripley and, and that stuff. Um, uh, I, I just got somebody saying, Sean, Coco Beware is a Hall of Famer, class of 09. I know he is. That's why I said that. Um, but there's uh, about 20 minutes between matches. It felt like forever because they went to a commercial break after the Ripley thing. Uh, and... Then they did Lashley's entrance. Then they did a video package. Then they did another commercial. And I was just like, okay. But the match I thought was good. Uh, Cedric looked really good. He got some offense in, but then when Lashley took over, he took over and he dominated. He hit all his signature moves and he crushed Cedric. I loved this. Then he crushed Bobby Lashley. I don't want the Hurt Business to be broken up, but if they're going to be in the Andre and Bobby Lashley's headlining WrestleMania, make Bobby Lashley look as strong as possible, and they did that here. He was the only person that they did right by. Honestly, he came ac- he, I mean, he was tossing Cedric all around the place, manhandling him. He looked aggressive. He looked scary. Hey, if I'm going to go in and face this guy at WrestleMania and I'm seeing that he's manhandling this guy, you know, hey, I'm going to start thinking twice about this. So it actually did it did its job. It served its purpose. And that's really why I just really feel that they should do that with more people. Keep them strong. So I am glad that they have kept Bobby Lashley strong throughout the past several months now. Ken says, Denise Cedric seemed like he was acting because it's all a ruse to get around a stipulation at WrestleMania. I haven't been on the internet lately. There, That is not how it's going to work. It's not, oh, well, now they can interfere because... They're not members of the Hurt Business. The stipulation was if Cedric and Shelton lose the match, they can't be ringside. Like they, it's not, oh, well, they're members of the Hurt Business or not. And if so, that ruse goes awfully deep to beat the living shit out of them. Like that's, that's not what this is. It's not a ruse. It's ruse or no ruse. It was not believable. Yeah. uh, The ruse. I mean, if it's a ruse, MVP and Bobby Lashley were awful pissed off in Vince McMahon's office. 
Okay, then if, then if it's a ruse, then he should have done a better job at being pissed off so that I can fall for it. <sighs> Drew McIntyre defeated King Corbin. I just want to say this was, I thought, a fantastic match that I didn't give a shit about, Denise, because Baron Corbin ain't beating Drew McIntyre. No way, no how. I would have rather them brought somebody back, brought somebody up from NXT. I knew he was going to lose from the moment I saw him hit the ring last week. They beat the crap out of each other. They slammed each other. Side slam, superplex, deep six, uh, Alabama slam, all that stuff. They beat the crap out of each other. I really enjoyed the match. It, I, I thought it was a very pay-per-view style match for these two. I just didn't care, Denise. Well, get ready to be disappointed again, Sean, because I thought this match was terribly boring. I was bored the entire time. I was not looking forward to it, and I was pissed. Why the hell isn't Drew McIntyre just, why is he going toe-to-toe with King Corbin? Right. Like King Corbin is some, you know, and, and I don't mean to bury Corbin, but he hasn't been presented as somebody that is going to be having these amazing matches, as somebody that has been, you know, kept strong all of this. Like, oh my God, he's a real challenge. No, Drew McIntyre should have won this match easily. So I'm sorry. No interest. I didn't think it was good. And I don't like it made Drew look weak. I think Bob, like if I'm looking at this match, I'm looking at Bobby Lashley's performance tonight. I'm looking at Drew McIntyre's performance tonight. And I'm thinking, ooh, Drew has no chance. Literally just based on what we saw tonight. So that's not necessarily what we should be seeing. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I thought the... I should say the body of the match was good for you to your point. Didn't think it made sense. Didn't make any sense. I again, Corbin's in the battle Royal McIntyre should have mowed him down, mowed his ass down. Like maybe Corbin gets a little bit of offense at the start. Like he he does his deep, he does his deep six because some goofy stuff happens. And then, Drew beats the crap out of him all across the place. You see Drew McIntyre seething. I thought the match, I I know some people are conditioned to think that every Corbin match is boring. I'm not that guy. Jose says, I missed the WWE pull apart. This story needed it for the go home. Uh, They've done it really well with EO and Raquel on NXT. They did. Yeah, they did. They did a lot for them in one night. Then they did like the, last several weeks of the last several weeks okay it's been fine since they made since she challenged her it hasn't even been that many weeks really but they did a lot for them in one night than they have for like so many other feuds ryan b jam says bring back aop to be the new tag team in the hurt biz that'd be that'd be pretty good honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't hate that i miss the aop i miss them too i don't know what what they're doing i've tried to contact them for interviews and stuff no no dice uh, Nurguru says, I hate the baby face finisher off the ropes for the win. Yeah, I guess. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm, I see what you mean. And Mark in Mad City says this recap show is 100, 100 times better than the show. You two are great together. What is next for Oscar after losing the belt? Probably a tag team, Denise. God, I don't know. I just want to see the Raw Women's Championship be taken seriously. I want to feel like that division means something, you know? That's all I want. That's all I ask for. Is it too much to ask for? I don't think so. 
we're wrapping up, fellas. If you want to get your super chat in, this is the time to do it. Like Brandon Campbell, who says, anytime I see King Corbin, it's a win-win. Oh, this guy's a troll. You're trolling, Brandon. Oh, Brandon spent $5 on that. <laughs> you know, I, you know I'll, what? I'll give, I can respect that. I'll give him, I'll get, I always give him some credit. I love how much he protects his finish. I love that. And I love his move set, like his innovative move set. He's got like a really cool ripcord slam. The deep six is really good. He's got like, he adds like a new move like one time a year. And it's always a really good looking move. Ah, here we are. WrestleMania is this weekend, guys. Again, we have TakeOver post shows. We have WrestleMania post shows. We have interviews this week. I interviewed Brian Myers. So make sure you guys check that out. Jose Flores says, I missed the Corbin theme before the remix. And Anakin says, for Evan, best heel in the business, Baron Corbin. And then Rosalina says, I hope Drew doesn't do the one kick out thing during this WrestleMania match like he did last time. He went against Bobby post last year's mania. Well, I think Bobby's in a much different position now than he was then. So I don't think that we'll probably get that Denise. Yeah, no, I've, you know what? After tonight, like I'm starting to think I kind of want to see Bobby Lashley retain. That's all I'm thinking right now. Me too. Me too. And I, I was think thinking he, that two weeks ago. What I think is that a lot of these results, they should have two finishes planned. And then once they hit the ring and they hear that crowd reaction, send the result into the ref's ear and you say, this is the finish you're doing. It's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to see what's going to actually happen, though. Like with the crowd, from the crowd perspective, how they're going to react. Because if I'm going to WrestleMania, let's just say I was going, I don't think I'd know. Like, (laughs) am I supposed to, like, you know, cheer, boo? Like, what's going on? Like, I want to know, like, what everybody else is doing so I can kind of gauge that. I don't think I would necessarily know 100% if I was going. Guys, I know this has been a longer Raw review, but Denise, you got 732 jobs. Please tell the people where they can find you. Okay, seriously. So, Sean, get that must. So, so here, here's email. what you do: you punch your keyboard, and it will go to a website that Denise works for, guaranteed. Yes, but get that must be nice email because I have an awesome interview scheduled for later this week. That's going to go up on my channel, YouTube.com/slash Denise Salcedo. Okay, I so, hit WWE up every week and ask for interviews every week. AEW two, they all mad at me. Okay, well, well, I don't know what. Okay, so like. They reached out to me, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I have an awesome interview scheduled this week with a WWE talent. And in the meantime, you can also watch my interview with Karrion Cross because that definitely applies to NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. I'll be promoting that too. Then the WWE one that I will announce later on, which one it is, that's happening. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have a million shows happening. Go to my Twitter page. At underscore Denise Salcedo. I literally posted a chart with like everything and I'll post the links each and every single day for you guys to check out the shows. Uh, it would really mean a lot to me if you guys came over and checked them out. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> what? Denise you says this. For me. <laughs> does she work for WrestleMyBritishGranny.com? She does. I do actually. actually. Yeah. I should put that in my resume, man. I should put that on my LinkedIn page. Um, I also bought the domain name ringside news with a Z.com as an April Fool's joke one year and told people I was moving there. Um, Nick says Drew's promo tonight guaranteed him the win, in my opinion. 
Yeah, see, must be nice. It is nice. It really is nice. I was starting to worry that I wasn't going to get an interview this week. And then I was just kind of like feeling sorry Come for on. myself. And Come then it happened. On. And I was like, woohoo. Guys, you know where you can find me right here WrestleMyBritishGranny.com, Fightful.com. Check out that Fightful magazine. You can order the first digital edition, FightfulMag.com. They will be physical moving forward. We'll have a digital option as well. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.